0: Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the US, a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the US. This week, my guest is Nick Loper. Once again, I've gotten on, I've been completely selfish. And I got on a guest that is for my own preference. Uh, I listen to Nick's show. It's really good at getting you, like, distracted from your main hustle. But it gives you all kinds of crazy ideas. And I, I love entrepreneurship. And uh, it's the perfect show to get, like, millions of ideas. And I think it's his Thanksgiving show. Correct me if I'm wrong. That You do, like, 100 different or 10 different types of side hustles one of those i know it's in the fall or something that there's like one episode where you just like power through a whole bunch of uh of different ideas or the best ideas or stuff like that but yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) you bet well glenn thank you so much for having me thank you for tuning in uh that means the world to me that somebody would spend some time with me in the earbuds. Um, So for the last seven years, I've hosted the Side Hustle Show. It focuses on part-time business ideas, creative ways to make extra money outside of your day job. There's 380 something episodes in the archives. Uh, Please don't binge through from the beginning. I promise don't start at episode (laughs) one. I promise they get better. But pick and choose the ones that are interesting to you. And it's a project that started as a side hustle (laughs) for me on... Uh, kind of as just an experiment on, um, on the side of the business that I was running at the time, which was, you know, the original side hustle that was the thing that let me quit my corporate job. So it's, uh, it's become a, a thing of its own. It's taken on a little bit of a life of its own. It's been my main focus for the last few years, and it has just opened my eyes to just the breadth of opportunities that are out there. It's been really exciting to share
0: yeah there, there is so much stuff on there like and it, it even piques my interest of uh things that i can do that are related to real estate or to my even like i do a book club so you're like hey maybe i should set up some affiliates and maybe i should do like there's just no matter what you're doing there's always spin-offs that you can think of and it's great for ideas it just pops ideas in your head <laughs> anyway yes. um so nick's joined us from california you're also you want to pitch you have a few books i believe
1: sure probably the most relevant or one of the most relevant uh for people just starting out is uh just called the side hustle it's at side hustle nation.com book it's free on the kindle store i don't know if it's free on amazon.ca but in the us store it should be
0: okay we wanted to tackle uh, we were trying to we were spitballing back and forth but what we talk about because there's so many different ways we go and we decided we're going to do some an episode related to real estate still so it would be side hustles for real estate people is what we're gonna sort of go into but right before we do that Nick I know you started out doing like uh, I think it was like a shoe website or something like that what are some of those side hustles you've done I'll just pop through those quick and then we'll, we'll go into the actual
1: show (laughs) Oh, man. So I started out, you know, I was the kid, like, trying to sell baseball cards and stuff, like, at the end of the driveway. I sold candy at summer camp. I painted houses in college. Um, The Shoe website was kind of the main thing for a lot of years, Um, really for almost 10 years, was kind of in the Shoe affiliate uh, space. Um, Since then, I've done some freelance uh, writing, some freelance editing, some Amazon experiments, some uh, print-on-demand experiments, some self-publishing stuff, some online course stuff. It's all been uh, a ton of finance, some investing stuff as well. Although I'm a little uh, gun-shy on direct ownership and and we can get into maybe why, but um, my real estate stuff is focused more on uh, REITs and some uh, private lending through Peer Street at the moment.
0: Cool. And you you just mentioned like the, the ownership thing. And I did have a guy on the show like maybe a year or a year and a half ago uh, from California and he was doing Airbnb, but he wasn't owning any of the properties. He was renting them, the properties, and then he was using that, that property to Airbnb it. And he'd make okay. uh, the difference between what he was paying in rent and the Airbnb and he just, just Airbnb, I guess Airbnb arbitrage. And he just yeah, was just, yeah, my...
1: was this uh, Sam, um,
0: Jay Massey, Jay Massey. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so Nick, uh, we're gonna—I know you have a lot of people interviewed on your show. So you've done uh, a bunch of people who are related to real estate because it's always a hot topic right now. What are some of the side hustles that you've heard of that are, are people are using uh, who are related to real estate?
1: You bet. I mean, so real estate comes in so many different flavors, but unless you're really creative with the financing, it usually takes a little bit of cash uh, to get started up front. And so some of these ideas that we're gonna throw around are. Perhaps designed to get you to that down payment threshold. See if you can uh, uh, build your build your buffer a little bit there. Because, and even then, like if you did go buy a rental property, I wouldn't want you to be down to your last cent in your account, right? Like things could go wrong in the first couple months. You want to have a little bit of a cash cushion. The first thing that comes to mind, actually, one of the hottest side hustles on Side Hustle Nation the past few years has been the mobile notary business, the loan signing agent business, which is essentially going to people's houses, helping them walk through this giant stack of paperwork to close on a mortgage. And it requires a notary public license, and it requires some other possible of you know, national <laughs> certifications. And but it's like a relatively low startup cost business uh, with a relatively high effective hourly rate. And some, sometimes you're making 100 bucks per appointment, which is compelling for a lot of people. It's compelling for me. And the, it, it, there's some research that you need to do before you get into this because it doesn't work very well in certain states. But if you live in an escrow state rather than an attorney state, uh, you're going to be generally better off here
0: interesting yeah i personally have used mobile notaries it's very handy i've actually probably closed more properties with mobile notaries than with actual uh, going into a title company i usually rarely go in there um and it's very convenient service like i uh, i said the last one we did was on the hood of a car because uh, yeah. <laughs> i got him to meet me at one of the rental properties and we were uh, down in dayton ohio and we were uh, it's very really convenient. I think a lot of people are using it a lot more. I think it's, gonna, it's one of those things that's going to continue to grow because uh, I think for, I don't want to really go into COVID too much, but I think having someone come to you and instead of going into a public place is getting more and more attractive too.
1: Yeah, there are some restrictions right now particular to this business, like trying to do things through windows like it's it's not a great time to be doing it right now but assuming this is all you know moving past us like i assume things get back to normal relatively quickly um but this is a surprising one because it sounds like uh, the the guy who i connected uh with about this side hustle is like the world's greatest cheerleader for this. This is Mark Wills, who runs a site called LoanSigningSystem.com. And he's like, this is the greatest, you know, the best kept secret in real estate. And he's like, so over the top that you almost like the the BS uh, sirens start going off, right? Yeah, yeah, And so you're like, what is it? But I've heard from more community members on this particular side hustle, probably than almost any other people making anywhere from just a few hundred bucks a month, up to like thousands of dollars a month, they've turned it into their full-time thing. And it's just like, okay, I guess this is legit, but again, dependent kind of on, uh, on where you live and what the market is like in your, in your area.
0: Yeah. And if you probably have to get into the, the loop too, because like, uh, I know whenever I talk to, you know, trying to close something, they, hire, a, you know, it's always, they, they hire some company or they hire some things. And I probably, I think it's just like everything. If you got into some smaller title companies, it's probably easier to get jobs from them than the big guys. But anyway, right. I don't
1: know. Yeah. The, it, the most recent guy I connected with, he was doing like eight grand a month. And he said wow. it was so slow at the beginning because it's like the title companies, they want to go with their proven person. Cause it's like, it's a, it's a pain in the butt if you screw up these initial, like it, there's a cost of failure involved. So you have to be kind of a proven entity. And until you have some feedback, it's like, okay, well, our regular guy wasn't available. So they're going down the list. And then like occasionally, so you get, you get a signing and then you go and you do a good job and you know, you kind of slowly work your way up the ranks where you're like, okay, now he becomes the go-to guy at the top of the list.
0: What's the second one we're going to tackle here?
1: Number two is house hacking. And this was, Explained to me by Craig Kurlap, who uh, used to be at Bigger Pockets but has now moved on uh, to uh, do his own stuff. And this one was interesting to me because, like, okay, uh, we've—I feel like we hack our travel and we hack our budget and we try and do all these different things. You know, I feel like I've hacked my work life pretty effectively, but like the housing expense, right? It's just like this huge thing that you can't avoid. And so, what Craig laid out—he's got an excellent book on this too. It's like, oh, they're actually are some really creative ways to reduce your housing expense, to neutralize that, and even possibly live for free through perhaps Airbnb arbitrage, through perhaps subletting by room, which again, you got to check with your local municipality to see if that's kosher. Uh, It could be uh, buying a duplex, threeplex, and renting out the other units and kind of neutralizing your costs that way. Craig had some pretty creative ways that he'd personally done that and ended up turning out and writing writing the book on the topic and i thought it was a really interesting read
0: yeah i've, I've actually been thinking about doing it right here in my office because it's like yeah. a big area in the basement it's all finished nicely i'm like man i could be renting this thing out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what what would it be worth
1: it's in kind of as we are you know off and on shopping for real estate locally it's like okay does it have a mother-in-law does it have like this rentability it's like okay that would be a way to you know, maybe cover the property taxes or reduce that. Um, it's just something that never really crossed my mind before. It was like, well, the rent is the rent. The mortgage is the mortgage. But it's like, okay, with a little creativity. And we even had, even had friends who've been doing this for years. They're like, hey, we have a three bedroom place, but only two of us. So we're rented out to interns coming through town. Um, yeah, you got an extra person in your house, but right. what is a thousand bucks a month, you know, worth to you over the long term? Like that accelerates your... Savings accelerates your retirement big time.
0: Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's you're just buying a multi-unit building or just renting a room like you're not actually having to come up with money to convert something. It may already be there. It might be just instead of paying rent or paying mortgage, you buy the property, I you know, for a specific purpose so that it can, uh, yeah. maybe, you know, do this for you, right?
1: Yeah. Some friends of ours had a dude living in an RV, like in their little RV drive park thing <laughs> on the side. They're like, sure. You want to park it there? 500 bucks a month? Seem okay? They're like, wow, this is awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've heard of well, It's crazy stuff like that. I heard that uh, down in California. Someone was renting a tent in their backyard or <laughs> doing Airbnb in it. But it was probably a nice tent. But still, it was still a tent.
1: <laughs> yes, things, things are a little nuts.
0: On to number three, which was kind of curious to me. I'm, I'm interested here.
1: Yeah, number three is maybe my favorite real estate investing story. So a guest of mine on the Side Hustle Show tells me the story about um, you know wanting to get started in real estate, but houses are expensive, you need a down payment. And he's like, so he rolls up to his son's friend's birthday party, and they've got this giant inflatable uh, bouncy house in the backyard. And they get to talking with the other dads. And he's like, you know, that's Kind of like rental real estate, it's like it's a kind of a house that he's you know some company rented out for this birthday party, yeah, so he goes home you know after a little bit of research, buys a used bounce house on Craigslist for eight hundred bucks and turns around and starts renting it out for 130, 140 bucks a day, and it was like that pencils out way better than the one percent rule for traditional rental real estate, and so I was inspired by that one, and of course, you know do you do your diligence on you know liability insurance and all that stuff. But you know, he had this whole system set up. He'd hired a virtual assistant to kind of uh, take uh, the bookings through the, the website and you know, did the first few delivery set up and take down himself, of course, but then hired a guy to do that stuff on the weekends. And so it had become relatively passive for him. And then last week connected, he had expanded to three or four other bounce houses to kind of expand his inventory, expand uh, geographically a little bit. So I was like, that's a pretty creative way to go about it.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, when you first said that, I was like, that sounds very hands-on, but no, like everything, like all these side hustles, you can create it, you can grow it and turn it into a business and hire someone to do the setups and takedowns and bookings. And yeah, no, like it's, that's the way, that's the way to do it. Otherwise you're just creating another job for yourself.
1: The next one that's on our list is rental arbitrage or sometimes called Airbnb arbitrage, which we touched on a little bit, but Basically, this is how to get involved without the expense of 20% down payment, 25% down payment. This method allows you to get in for first and last month's rent, security deposit, and whatever it's going to cost you to furnish this place. So I connected with uh, a guy called Sam Zou, uh, Z-O-U, or Z-U-O, rather. Uh, and he runs a site called PassiveAirbnb.com, and this is his whole gig. Like He's got... Several different uh, rental units in and around uh, major corporations. So I started kind of in like Silicon Valley like next to Google. I'm gonna find these apartments and kind of cater to these business travelers as an alternative to hotel rooms. and his big his big thing is like, look, if you approach a landlord who has listed um, an apartment or a condo for like a long- term lease and say, "Hey, can I lease your apartment and then list it on Airbnb, like you're gonna get rejected out the door 99 times out of a hundred. So you have to present yourself as a property management company and say like, Hey, we have this process in place. Like we're going to you know, make sure you have guaranteed rent and we'll take care of all the maintenance and on and on and on uh, to improve your, your take rate a little bit. And then you profit on the spread between your 12 month lease cost and whatever you can get for it occupancy wise uh, on the short term rental market, which I thought that was uh, a pretty interesting way to, uh, build up some, uh, uh Craig Curlap called it synthetic equity. Like it's still work. And of course there are some services where you can outsource the booking management and the client communication, stuff like that. But, uh, an interesting way to go.
0: No, that, that's, that's a great, that's actually what we were talking about earlier, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's, uh, it's a way to really get into, controlling a property for a very low entry fee right you're uh, you're not having to come up with the proper like not having to come up with a down payment and close the property you don't need the credit score you don't need a lot of the criteria that comes with owning real estate. Um, so by renting it and basically re-renting it at a higher price by switching it from a monthly rental to a daily rental, uh, you can you can make the spread.
1: And so Airbnb is one of these you know, fast moving laws are changing all the time. So check with your municipality. But if you're buying a place with the intent to turn it into a short term rental, like this lease model is way less risky. Um, and if you do end up buying a place, just make sure it pencils out under different revenue models on the back end, just in case this Airbnb thing uh, gets pulled out from under you.
0: Yes, uh, it, it, exactly what you said, because the, all you need to do is basically get your security deposit back and move your stuff into some storage and you're, you're out of it. and You can go find something else to do.
1: So our last one uh, is not necessarily real estate related um, outside of the estate sale aspect of it, but it is um, a way to multiply your money quickly. Okay, And this one is kind of inspiring to me because it's like, you know, if you're a young professional and you're staring down the road of, well, I could invest in index funds and maybe get my 8% return over the next 40 years, or I could take a little bit of play money that I'm comfortable with and try and find undervalued inventory at yard sales, estate sales, Craigslist, uh, Kijiji, you know, whatever it is, and multiply that money faster, that becomes... A lot more compelling and it's like you I mean you guys probably know the red paper clip story where it's like yep. you know a guy kind of traded out, traded his way up from a red paper clip like all the way to a house in saskatoon or someplace yeah. um <laughs> but <laughs> hey, a house is a house right and it was yeah. uh it, it's kind of inspiring because you can do that starting with a very low budget um and you know sell this stuff on ebay and sell this stuff on facebook marketplace and i, I, I always skeptical because like it seems like as markets are more efficient as like big data comes into play it's like how is this still a thing but it very much is still a thing if you're if you're willing to go out and hunt for deals and i've seen people specialize in like flipping textbooks i've seen people like flipping shoes and sneakers uh furniture refinishing there's a million different ways that you can go about it but it's still very much uh, a buy low sell high type of thing
0: yeah, if you're passionate about anything or have any sort of knowledge about anything, you can use that to make a business. Uh, I've personally done that before with lots of stuff. I've sold textbooks before. I used to make t shirts for fun. Then I had a t shirt company. Uh, nice. It, it, <laughs> yeah, and it's just like I, you can turn almost anything into a business, especially if anyone owns a car. You can have Airbnb or Uber. Sorry, Uber. You can Uber this thing out. Or, you know, there's so many different things. And that's why they should be listening to your show. <laughs> it's, get, the you ever, brain, get the brain going.
1: Did you ever play around with any of the uh, print-on-demand T-shirt stuff?
0: No. Mine, mine was uh, on the other side. I was the company printing the shirts. Okay, okay. So gotcha. I, had like a, I still have a direct garment printer in my garage. I had uh, heat transfer presses and oh, nice. uh, all the uh, silk screening equipment. Still got a lot of that. Still about half of it off, but <laughs> that was uh, that was my... my my hustle through college one of my one of my my hustles during college (laughs) i had a few of them but anyway yeah no that's why the show speaks to me so i was i'm always been doing something on the side um before we go i had one because i you know you gave me the list ahead of time so i came up and thought of one myself and one i thought of for real estate agents or real estate people who are interested in starting or even don't have any money to start would be bird dogging um i pay people bird dog fees all the time and what a bird dog is is they go around and find properties for me, right? It's not quite like wholesaling. Um, they're not going and setting up the contracts and everything. They're just finding the property and telling me about it, and then all oh, I will take it over from there. And if I actually buy it, then I pay a fee. And it's something that doesn't cost them anything. Uh, people can scour the internet from it. Uh, they do better if they're local and they can drive blocks and tell me about houses that or whatever. But yeah, it, it's, do you, it's
1: light, do you need a do you need a a real estate license to do that
0: well no, like it, it they don 't really need anything like uh, like they could be just scouring Craig'slist and then forwarding stuff that they find that looks like it's a deal and if i 'll look at it see if it is a deal and then okay. if I buy it then I'd pay them for it like just yeah just find me stuff because it 's a lot of work to go find all these stuff and scour all these sites and right oh, so like <laughs> the, the,
1: inva- the inventory problem <laughs> yeah. the reason I ask is i've heard i've heard it both ways like oh you really ought to get licensed if you're taking any sort of commission on a transaction, mm-hmm. but you know, if, if it's a more kind of informal relationship, okay, that works. Yeah,
0: it's just like the postman. He's walking around. Hey, that house is vacant. You, yeah, you should check that out. <laughs> okay. <Right. laughs>
1: look up, look up the tax deeds on that thing.
0: Oh, uh, it's all. Since we got you, when you're the side hustle guy, I was just, I'm totally putting you on the spot for this because I was just thinking about this beforehand. And with COVID right now, right? There's COVID. There's a lot of people that are stuck at home and. I just like I was just thinking like because there's a lot of people that are wasting their time at home right now is a time is actually opportunity because you've gotten time right time is so valuable um and like this is a great spot to start a side hustle if you don't have one right there's if you have time think about what I guess defining what a side hustle is is to find a need of what people need and what is popular right now that wasn't as popular last year um some stuff I just came up with, I'm going to give these away as freebies. Um, Gardening and stuff at home, people are more interested in growing their own vegetables and stuff at home right now. Um, Yes. Any sanitizer or sanitizer side product, um, you know, carriers for it, whatever you want, right? That's going to be really hot from now. Um, Work from home accessories. If you could find a way to sell secondary monitors or pencil sharpeners or whatever for people who are working at home, Gosh, I, w- I went to yeah. look up this.
1: I went to look up this webcam because yeah. I was like writing some article. Oh, let me affiliate link that up, and it was like, I've bought in, uh, you know, several of these things. I swear they're only like sixty or seventy bucks. Yeah, uh, they're two hundred eighty right now because like they're just sold out. People are flipping them. It's obnoxious. Yeah. Hopefully, Logitech, you know, keep <laughs> eventually <laughs> catches up with demand. But you're you're totally right. You kind of know, these work from home accessories.
0: There's so much stuff right now, and people think that there's it, it's right now where oh we're we're stuck at home and we there's nothing to do. This is this is opportunity. This like don't don't give away this time. This is the time to start listening to his show, get the ideas popping in your head, and then take some action. Go out there and start something. Start a website. They cost almost nothing to do. Uh, <laughs> You know, all kinds of promotion. Uh, I don't know. Everything's on this. You know, I've listened to almost all the these shows. Are, and, these are good. Know.
1: These are good. What else you got?
0: <laughs> uh, that's what I came up with while I was just waiting for you to come on before here. So. Okay. But yeah, like, I was like, I started gardening in my house. I've never been really a gardener guy, but I started um, lettuce because it's so easy to grow lettuce, right? you know, like, I got rom- romaine lettuce. I can't, I I can't
1: I... tell if you're like being sarcastic or not.
0: No. And you, 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 <laughs> you cut off and you keep like the bottom like two inches of it. Okay. And you eat the rest of it, and you just put that in like, I put it in like, well, I put in like a wine glass, and then you put some water in it, and it just grows a whole nother head of lettuce. That's it. All there's right. there's nothing you... else to do. <laughs> I'm like, okay. and I'm like just, it's, it's, there's a lot of stuff that's really easy. Like, you could start a YouTube channel just telling people how to grow vegetables. Yes. people eat from your house, inside the house.
1: <laughs> and along those lines, I'll share one more side hustle yeah, story. yeah. Yeah. Um, Nate Dodson runs a business called microgreens farmer. And that's, that's his business. Like how to start a microgreens farming business in your garage, in your spare room, you know, Hey, this stuff, this stuff is like super nutrient dense. It grows in a week. Sell it at the farmer's market. You could sell it home delivery. You could sell it to local restaurants. His, his product is uh, like a, high dollar online course on how to do this. He drives traffic primarily from YouTube and does some paid ads and stuff, <laughs> but YouTube sits at the top of the funnel where it's like, Hey, you know, here's me going through my process. Here's how I set up the little things, plant, 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 you know, yep. time-lapse, here's how they grow. Here's how I package this stuff up. And it's like uh, call to action. Hey, if you want to learn more, hit up the website, email, opt in, a little bit more information, boom, 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 email sequence invites people to join the paid course, like a really simple, uh, kind of funnel and he does, he kills it with this thing. So uh, lots, uh, so online business, obviously a huge opportunity right now, creating content. Um, there's a certain amount of getting in your reps to to that stuff, whether it be blog, podcast, YouTube channel, whatever it is. So better to start sooner rather than later until like everything is perfect, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> delivery gigs, very hot right now. Um, if you don't want to do them yourselves, you can think of how could you sell proverbial shovels into that gold rush, like what do delivery drivers uh, need? So I've seen some apps come across my desk where, you know, somebody has created software that, you know, aggregates these different, oh, if you use this app, you get better gigs in this area. It's like, okay, that's an interesting one. We'll automatically track your mileage and deduct that for you. There are some interesting things. Like you said, the the gardening thing, once you start putting your thinking cap on, okay, what's hot now, what's likely to be hot um, coming out of this thing, they're... In in every crisis, there's opportunity, which I understand is hard to see when when you're unemployed. But there's there's something there if you if you're looking around for it.
0: Yep, and these contra- uh, complementary businesses are perfect right? because sometimes you the it's gonna be maybe like you just said the may be very difficult to compete with some of these courier companies if depending on what you're trying to ship. Uh, right. but you might be able to create something for them. Right, that's okay. Nick, if people wanted to get a hold of you, what's the best way to find you?
1: The place I'm most active online is the Side Hustle Nation Facebook group, which is slash FB, a uh, very supportive community in there. And uh, just the home base is sidehustlenation.com.
0: Perfect. Thanks so much for your time, Nick. I really appreciate it. You bet.